I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, Episode 72, The Lord Was With Joseph, studying Genesis chapters 37 through 41. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come-follow-me study for busy moms. I'm your host, Donica Contour. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a daughter of God, just trying to get home, and I hope that something I say here today will help you on your journey home, too. Hello. So... Let's talk about Joseph. We talked about um, his dad last week. Time to talk about Joseph. Um, there's a couple of things I want to talk about here. And we're going to move. Basically, we're going to be in two, three-ish chapters. Um, and the topic or like the title for this week is the Lord was with Joseph. Um, and I think it, I feel like it kind of is similar to last week's, um, episode with Jacob where we're going to find the Lord in un, not unlikely places, but like in places we wouldn't think to look for him, if that makes sense. So, um, Let's jump right in. So in 37 verse 19, this is referencing his brothers. See him coming up the road, right? Um, dad sent him to come see if they needed any help. And they're like, behold, this dreamer cometh, right? Like, I don't know if you can or not, but when every time I read that scripture, I'm like, I can, I can feel the sass oozing out of the pages, Um, they're not, they're not pleased to see their brother. Um, and it got me thinking about like, this is, this is pretty consistent in terms of Joseph's life story is this concept of him being a dreamer, right? Of him having dreams, of him being able to interpret other people's dreams, um, and having this gift. And this is, um... Sorry, I just got distracted. I just realized my three-year-old has been up here. All my pens are, like, upside down. Oh, well. Anyway. Um, he he has this gift to interpret dreams, to understand dreams, to have dreams, and um, which is why they're being sassy about him, calling him the dreamer. Um, and it got me thinking about how following God's plan for us, right? Following the... Um, impressions that we receive following the, um, guidance that we get from the Holy Ghost, um, from Heavenly Father, from Christ about what we need to do with our lives and the choices we need, need to make and actually doing those things, um, might very well make us unpopular (laughs) and it might even make us unpopular with our own families, with the people that are supposed to love us unconditionally. Um, here's a little pro tip I want to give you about families. And this is about your parents. This is about your kids. This is about your brothers and your sisters and your third cousin, everybody. Are you ready? Are you sitting down for this? This is, this is life-changing stuff. Okay. Are you ready? They're human and they're going to make mistakes. (laughs) Were you prepared for that? Um, and I think it's interesting because I think there's this expectation, like I've heard people say this before, that like, if your family doesn't love you unconditionally, then that's just toxic and you need to get out of there. And here's the thing. 
as human beings, we can't love unconditionally. Now, I'm not saying that we never do, but we can't unconditionally love unconditionally. Does that make sense? Like we can't constantly love unconditionally because we are human, because our natural man gets the better of us, because our judgment comes out, because even when we want to love unconditionally, sometimes we don't really like, you know, and anyway, my point is, is like my experience has been, um, I have the easiest time loving my children unconditionally, right? Um, my cousin, I remember was talking to me about this one time when I had, I think I was pregnant with Julia. So I hadn't actually had any children yet. I was still in the pregnancy part of my mothering journey. That was very, very early stages, right? And I remember my cousin telling me, my cousin's about 10 years older than I am. She had three kids at the time. She has four now. Um, And I remember her telling me that you will love your kids unconditionally. She's like, I can't think of a single thing, even like the most horrible, despicable things that you could think of that would make me not love my children, like call the FBI and turn them in. Sure. Absolutely. Like I would turn them in, but like, I would still love them. It would still be from a place of love. It would still be like, I would be hurt by their decisions. I'm like, my turned out one of my kids became mass murderer, psychopath, something. Um, I would be really sad about that. I would questioning, question some of my parenting decisions, um, but I would still love that child. Um, and she's like, but I can think of a couple of things that if my husband did them, it would be really hard for me to like tap into that unconditional love. And I guess my point here is that um, some people are going to be easier to love. Some people are going to be harder to love. Um, And it's not our job to look into the scriptures and judge people for their choices back then. We have the benefit, obviously, of hindsight. It's been thousands of years. Um, But also, like, within our own lives, um, we all are going to have rough relationships, whether it's with a sister, whether it's with um, uh, mother-in-law, whether it's with your own mom, whether, you know, it's your husband or your kids or whoever, um, we're going to have rough relationships. We are going to have those relationships that it's really hard for us to tap into that unconditional love. And I think that our goal here isn't to be able to automatically unconditionally love. It's to be able to build towards that. Um, and, we're able to do that through our heavenly father, through being able to tap into his love for other people. That is actually a prayer I have said, um, about people in my life where I was having a hard time loving them, um, just as they were. And I remember praying and being like, father, please help me see this person the way that you see this person. Help me tap into the love that you have for this person and feel a little bit of that and like understand where your love comes from because I'm struggling. I'm struggling to love this person. Um, anyway, but my, my other point is, um, as we're following Heavenly Father's plan for us, we may find that the people that are supposed to unconditionally love us are in fact human beings who sometimes struggle with that. 
And um, it might make us unpopular with them, but that doesn't mean that we stop doing what Heavenly Father has asked us to do. Um, one thing that I really love in um, all of this is, it, and he says it several times. I didn't mark every time he says it, um, but Joseph says uh, several times, it is not in me. God shall give whoever right? The answer, right? The one that I marked is 41, um, verses 15 and 16. He's talking to Pharaoh there. Um, and Joseph is really good at remembering that. Yes, he has the power to interpret these dreams. Excuse me. Yes. He has the power to interpret these dreams. Yes. He has the power to have dreams that, you know, tell him all this information and that power came from God. It came from God. It's not innate in him. Like it's not Joseph's power. Joseph is just the conduit for the power. Um, and so I think it's also really important that as we use our gifts, as we follow our Heavenly Father's path for us, that we also recognize and humbly, willingly admit that this is the reality. One of my favorite things, I am not going to lie, you guys, one of my favorite things, um, I have a copy of my friend's book. Let's see if she's got it in here. Um, uh, Let's see. I think she's, maybe she's got it at the end. Anyway, one of my favorite things when I'm reading books, um, is when I get like, you get to the, the thank you portion of the book or the dedication portion of the book. And it talks about, oh man, I think my video is getting full. It talks about, um, thanking people thanking, you know, I like for a book, it'd be like, Oh, thank my husband because he supported me in this. I thank my children for being patient with me. I thank my heavenly father for giving me this gift. Um, and I always think that that's so cool when people add in, they're thankful to God for this. Um, we're going to jump a little fast because my phone, I even thought like, Oh, I should delete some stuff before I get on. Um, I didn't. Okay. The last thing I really want to talk about here is, um, this section is 41 verses 55 and 57, um, 55 through 57, excuse me. And I just, I love this idea. I, so God moves us through unorthodox paths to get us where he needs us to be in order to be his hands. Right. And so we know with the story of Joseph, he was not, like I said, not loved by his brothers. Um, his one brother tried, they, they wanted to kill him. Like, not just like we didn't like him, but they wanted to kill him. And his one brother um, essentially saves his life and is like, whoa, guys, how about we stick him in this pit and then we can sell him? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And he has full intentions of going and like getting him out of the pit later and not letting anybody do anything to him. Um, life has other plans. He gets taken and, um, you know, we all kind of know the story of Joseph, but he goes through this whole crazy ups and downs of like becoming very, um, favored. And then something happens that not his fault, but he ends up boom, right back at the bottom. And he goes through this roller coaster of this over and over and over again until he's in this position where now he's able to not just save his brother's lives and his family's lives, but like Egypt's life. He's able to save this entire place. And I just, 
the thought that I kept coming to me was no matter what our circumstances are, we can utilize the talents God has given us and spread his light and follow his path for us and do what he is asking us to do because and know that he is guiding us through this crazy roller coaster we call life. It doesn't have to make sense to us because it makes sense to him. And if there's ever a person in your life that you're going to trust completely with the course of your life, I, Heavenly Father is the one. <laughs> Heavenly Father is the one to trust to guide us. Um, and I just think how incredible it is that we we can continue to follow our Heavenly Father's path for us and be in the place that he needs us to be. And when we have that, we take that minute, um, Jake and I were actually talking about this the other day, about being able to take those moments and look back on our lives with the intent of seeing God's hand in them. And it's so obvious, like for us, we were talking about like all of these things that wouldn't, if things had gone according to the plan we had, we would not have been in the place that we needed to be in when certain things went down and we were able to help in a way that we didn't anticipate, or we were able to get help that we didn't anticipate, um, and able to form relationships and able to be there for people. And it comes back to me for like, kind of thinking again, back to last week of, God is in these places that we don't necessarily think to look for him. And it makes me think about how if God is not in, if God is in, he is in places that we look for him, right? I do, you're going to find Heavenly Father. You're going to find him at the temple. You're going to find him in, um, in your home, I hope. You're going to find him in prayer. You're going to find him in the scriptures. You're going to find him in primary with all the little kids singing songs. You're going to find him in your sacrament meetings and in um, the other place that I'm trying to think of that I can't think of. You're going to find him in all the places that you expect to find him, but you're also going to find him in all these places you would never expect to find him, like at the bottom of a pit or in jail or, you know, um, in Egypt hanging out with Pharaoh or in the wilderness when you're sleeping on a rock like Jacob. Um, you're going to find him in all these unexpected places in war, right? We talked about that last week also. And the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, you want to know why you can find God in the places you expect and in the places you don't expect? Because he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He is so connected and so invested in our lives and in our dreams and in our hopes and in our fears and in our doubts. He's so invested in us that he is there and available to us always, always. He is there and available to us always. Um, and unlike humans, he is capable of unconditionally, consistently loving us, which I think is beautiful. And I think it's powerful. Now, does he unconditionally approve of every choice that we make and all the decisions that we make? No, he doesn't. <laughs> um, he has commandments. He has things that he does want us to do. Um, but he unconditionally loves us just in the way that I unconditionally love my children. Do I like it when they hit each other? Do I like it when they don't listen to me? Do I love it when Edmund goes into the pantry and tries to eat all of the gummy bears 
No, I don't like any of those things. But do I love my children anyway? Absolutely. Right? Um, And I think that when we remember that our Heavenly Father is our Father and that He is guiding us and He understands um, that we are coal and can become diamonds, but we have to trust the process. We have to trust the heat and the pressure and the time that it takes to turn us into what he knows we can be. And we have to trust that as unorthodox as it may look to us and as not our plan <laughs> as it is, but no matter how unlike the plan that we made for ourselves His plan is infinitely greater and offers us so much more than we had planned for ourselves. And I leave you with that and I will talk to you guys next week.